SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, so we're back, and uh, as I said earlier, we are looking into mental health. And my guest today is clinical psychologist Tabang Tlaka, who is in studio with us, and we are looking at suicide. So, thank you very much for joining us, Tabang. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for the opportunity. So, recently, I I know somebody who is what fifty five, round about fifty five, white male, yeah. who committed suicide. Yeah. And the discussion in the room at the funeral was somebody saying, you know, what what would have been the thing? Because nobody quite knows what what was the reason. There wasn't a note or anything like that. And the profile of this gentleman is one that we think, you know, affluent, right? Mm -hmm. And someone lamented and said, you know, can you imagine this person committed suicide? And here we are at a funeral of, what, 400 plus people? And all who are themselves, you know, well-off type people. And they were saying, if there was a problem, can you imagine there are so many people he would have been able to reach out to and he didn't reach out to any one of us. Yes. And I was saying, isn't that interesting, looking at the profile of this individual, Mm. that um, what looks like a perfectly happy man in you know i mean we obviously don't know what happened right um it, it it seems to us that he had everything that he needed and so on um kids are are well and whatever the case may be and i was wondering yeah i wonder what it would have been that led him to commit suicide does it matter what the what is uh, not really um so it's a yes and no um so because y- Many people commit suicide for various reasons, you know. So it could be the circumstance. So we have to look at the circumstances. That's one of the areas we have to look at because sometimes you find that when people have lost stuff, when people are going through transitions, um, so it could be anything for anyone. A trigger could be anything for anyone. So it it, it doesn't really matter in, in, in the sense that the person would have then completed a suicide. But uh, w- when we try to understand it, to prevent it, we have to look at the circumstances that the person found them themselves in because um, part of the problem is that when you're struggling either with a mental illness or you're going through a problem, one of the things you're thinking is that where I am, where I find myself in life, I might not be able to escape this. So um, whatever it is that I'm facing, I, I can't see beyond it. So it's the circumstances. So part of helping somebody struggling with those thoughts, somebody planning um, a suicide, uh, you, you have to discuss um, where they are and potentially what could be different uh, from where they are. So would you classify anyone who commits suicide as having been mentally ill? Not necessarily. Um, I would say a large portion, uh, a large portion, um, I, th- I think the South African depression and anxiety groups is about 70% would have, would be, would have some sort of mental uh, related issue. Mm-hmm. But other people, it could be an, uh, an impulsive thing. Uh, for example, with um, teens, uh, it could be an impulsive thing. Mm-hmm. It, it could be um, out of rage, something that somebody hasn't planned. Uh, but bec- at that at that point in time, at the spur of the moment, some people have then completed a suicide. So, when 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 we when we get amazed, when we react afterwards, yeah. I don't know if every person who wants to commit suicide 
gives a sign. I don't believe that it it happens all the time. Yeah. But are, are there things that we could maybe see? Are there things that you could spot before somebody does anything like this? Yes, yes. Um, I, and I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a very important question because, we, you know, we live in a, in a very busy society. Mm. Um, we, we're trying to do things. We're trying to, you know, move from point A to B. Uh, and one of the things we miss is, is the, the, the signs. There are definite signs. We, we miss them. We dismiss them. We avoid them. Uh, people talk about things like, I'm tired or... You know, uh, if somebody has is, is, is passed away, people will say things like, oh, that person is resting. Uh, people will say things like, I can't do it anymore. Uh, or if it's not things they say, it's things they do. People start giving away things. Uh, people start isolating themselves. People become a bit um, aggressive. Uh, people start missing work, missing school. So there are, there, there are these signs. If, if we are more... If we pay attention and we're a bit as sensitive to it, then we are able to 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 tease those out, and we are actually even able to ask directly uh, that. But I, I see that you're not the same person anymore. It's either in your demeanor, in your I suppose your emotions, your behavior, the things that you are doing. Uh, if we notice a change, then we should be able to ask you that. But are you are you actually thinking of? Um, what are the chances, though, that if somebody is really planning on 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 committing suicide, would respond? In other words would indulge you yeah. in your request or your questioning of what's going on with you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that if you ask serious and you are depressed, yes. chances are that you probably wouldn't want to engage. Yeah. Well, most most people actually do because oh. most of the people who actually think of completing a suicide don't. Mm. Um, so so most people will actually um, have that conversation with you. It, it, it's, it's that we, we dismiss it. The, the other thing that you have to have before is the relationship. Mm. So when I say we live busy lives, it's because we don't have the kind of relationships that would allow for conversations like that. Mm. So, But when we have good relationships, when you can tell that, but... Uh, my friend is not okay. I mean, you're not the same person this week, last week. There's something different about you. But we live past each other. So, w- one, then we don't have the, the room to to first notice that there's something with you. And if we have to then have the discussion, the relationship is not in the... In the um, in such a situation that we are able to actually talk about it. But most people, um, if you actually listen, uh, they're actually willing to, to take you there. I, I think the problem is that uh, we're a little bit busy and we struggle to see the signs and sometimes we're afraid to to go there and even when we when we when we try and ask people we're not sure if they'll respond but my my experience is that if you ask people uh, people will be willing to to engage with you about that topic there's always the narrative when people are going through stuff yeah that even if you say well how are you yeah and if someone's really down their response would probably be, but nobody actually cares. Yes. You, you're just asking because, yes. you know, you're just yeah, asking. It's, an, it's a norm. It's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. And and so there is that, that, that distance that people yeah. feel yeah. often. Um, and, and so when the person is there, mm. what's the responsibility of us who are not where they are to meet them there? Yes, I, I think that that's a very important thing. So... So what I want to say, it actually, it, it, it's a builder for somebody to get there. Mm. So it's quite rare for somebody to move from, um, I'm okay to, I want to end my life. Mm. So it, it would have been a journey. So so by the time a person is at the point where they say, this is what I'm going to do. So they would have walked a journey. So when we find them there, one of the things that helps is to actually be there with them. Uh, to not, suppose, moralize, 
but to to be there with them to be in that valley so it's one of the, they are in this valley in this pit and to help them you almost have to climb in the pit and say so this is where you are so what's going on and to be able to almost start with them there emotionally before you start thinking about i want to get you out of there i want to get you help and it's it's very often when people find a space to communicate about their struggles and they they have somebody who listens then they start realizing that hang on i think i have a choice here then because i'm i'm being listened to um this this thing that i'm thinking about is being entertained um i'm being questioned um then i, I have room then to entertain something else mm-hmm. so it's just to be there with them and then we can do practical things after listening to them being there with them and then just i suppose suggesting things helping them getting help uh um connecting them with someone else who can help who's uh, more equipped to help them specifically so it's just to to first pay attention and be there and understand what's going on okay so this is your moment 0891104207 your experience with suicide it may have been a loved one it may be something that you're mulling over this is a safe space you don't have to give us your name you can just air your views and we've got clinical psychologists here who can help us through this discussion if you want to weigh in on it so what with the family that's left over what happens with the family that stay yeah. behind i mean that that Ooh. the guilt huh? yeah the it, guilt. it's tough because and, and especially if you're dealing with grief one of the, the things that people struggle with is one not just dealing with the effect that you've loved you've lost a loved one mm. but then there's this added on guilt of I, why didn't i see it i should have done something and then what do people say mm. so that's a big one so you can't even grieve properly because uh, if you tell people uh what happened then there's this almost you're afraid that you're going to be judged and the shame and the shame and you should have seen it and and you guys look so nice and everything was going so well you seem so happy and and so all that it, it, it complicates the the grieving process so that's i suppose if you have a sense yeah. of what happened but it can also be that as a family member you truly don't know you yes. just or a friend or whoever it is that yeah. you know is left behind you just don't know what got this person to commit suicide so not having closure must be quite difficult true yes and so and that affects one's grieving process because part of grieving has to do with understanding what happened mm. otherwise one starts asking themselves questions you ask questions you answer yourself so it does complicate the situation if you don't understand what happened or if you didn't see the signs because it's it's puzzling yeah. let's go to the lines uh, tina you're calling us from durban thanks so much for calling mm-hmm. us tina hi thank you very much i am um, i'm a therapist and i have uh, various clients who come to me who have um, quite accelerated conditions and they are very unhappy with the medication that they are on but they are told this this is what they have to take and they feel that sometimes the medication is not helping or even making it worse and that the underlying cause is um inaccessible or they can't keep unpacking the same problem because then you have to close that problem again but now it's open so i wanted some clarification on the medication that is given in society at large although each case is on its own merits is there new medication are we making progress to help people who are already aware that they want to do this but the medication doesn't really help or they feel it doesn't help 
Thanks for that question, Tina. So Tina's obviously referring to, to those who've already seeked help, yeah. uh, are medicated, but it just doesn't seem to go away, that, that sense of desperation. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that the best person to answer, particularly on the medication, would be a psychiatrist. Mm. Um, but we do know that when people are on medication, so one of the things they, they also have to do is do uh, both see a psychiatrist and see a psychologist. Um, and very often, when people are struggling, um, it, it's something that's uh, long-standing. So it, it's it's not that somebody will go for medication and things will be fine. Uh, so b- because you you find there's a pattern there, there's a history there, and that is why it's important for a person to go for therapy mm. to find out that. Um, to find out why is it that it's not getting better mm-hmm. because if it's not getting better it means the treatment and the therapy is not it's not doing the right thing mm. and then we need to change it uh, so I, I would recommend that anybody who's feeling as if the medication is, is not working to renegotiate to have that conversation with their psychiatrist but to continue their therapy uh, with a psychologist so for those who do express the frustration yeah. and and being there at the brink right yeah Living with that kind of person must also be must take its toll as well. I imagine, yeah. and and if it's a prolonged time, yeah, I can only imagine how difficult it must be for those who are living with those people. It's just keeping up this, please don't, please don't. I mean, what what could you say to those people? Yeah, it, it's quite difficult because then you you do things like when you leave, you know, you're afraid. Mm. Will you get back home and find the person alive? And when you try to have this conversation and somebody might just be in this dark hole, you know. Um, one of the things that helps is to, to get information, um, to, to get information on things like also depression, mm. how, how people who are struggling... Um, so how you can help them. So once you understand the, 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 the issue or if somebody has a deep depression, a severe depression, you'd be able to, to kind of understand. And then, then you can do practical things, mm. practical things like get them help. Um, but it is quite, it takes quite a toll on a person and you'd also have to do some self-care. You'd have to get some other support so that you can support the person you're living with. All right. As I said, the lines are open for you. 0891-104-207. You want to add your voice to this conversation. You're more than willing. Uh, we're more than willing for you to call us with an anonymous name or whatever it is that you need to use to, to get your views across. It's a very difficult conversation. As I said, no judgment here. You you can just say whatever it is that you need to say and uh, the space will be saved. Tabang Klaga is our clinical psychologist. We're discussing suicide. Your experience with suicide, I'd love to take your calls, your WhatsApps as well as your tweets as well at SAFM Radio. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. We're dealing with mental illness. This is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Motene and I am with clinical psychologist Tamang Tlaka and uh, we're discussing a very difficult conversation. It is about mental health. It's around suicide specifically and, and how best to deal with it, how best to, to live with somebody who is going through that, who, who's got those thoughts or at least maybe if you have lost a loved one uh, who's committed suicide, that must be really, really difficult. So willing to take your calls. Tandi, in Cape Town, you you are on the line with us. Hello. Uh, hello, how are you? Thank you very much for calling, Tandi. Thank you, I'm fine. Great. Um, I'm listening to this uh, program, which is very helpful to many of, of us. Uh, you know, I think the other contribution we're supposed to maybe recommend is to train 
those in leadership about the observation mm-hmm. of suicidal tendencies mm-hmm. so that they can be able to assist maybe the employers. I had a nasty um, experience. Uh, I won't be specific about names, mm-hmm. but about the institution, mm-hmm. University of Western Cape. Only yesterday, when I was trying to help somebody who is suicidal, mm-hmm. and one of the leadership, actually two people said, don't talk about suicide, don't talk about suicide. And and I observed that person was suicidal. And so I think uh, people in leadership are supposed to be uh, maybe uh, um, educated about signs and symptoms of pers- of people who are maybe suicidal so that they can be able to work as a team with the community they are working in, with the, with the employers, with the students. I was very much disappointed with the University of mm. Western Cape. As well, I want to so, so, about it. So, Tandy, what, I mean, when they said don't talk about it, what, what was that about? Was it don't speak about the subject or it's not what you think it is? What was that reference? I was trying to assist somebody who is suicidal, who was even admitted in one of the of, of, of health institutions like that mm. and then talking to two um, senior people there mm. and said, this is what I observed. Can they be able to offer assistance in helping this person because of su- of being suicidal? They said, "Don't don't talk about that. Don't talk about being suicidal." Trying like to mm. avoid the subject mm. that don't talk about suicide. Just talk about what we do at the university. Mm. You see, Taban- so I think it's important to for for the, for the leader. And next to this office, there was written bold leadership management wow. so to me leadership is not paper only mm-hmm. but it's comprehensive is to understand the people you are leading in the institution it, it can be in government it can be a, a, an organ of the government but it, it's important to make leaders to be aware of this mm-hmm. of this challenge we have. It can be our parents, it can be our children, it can be our community, our friends. We need to talk about it Thanks so, so that we can for develop each other. really appreciate your call, Tandy. So, Tabang, I mean, to what extent also, as we, as you said, all of us are going through our own things, right? Yeah. All of us are going through life. Yes. Um, the capacity yeah. for, for leaders, as, as, as she was alluding to, to also manage a, a difficult situation like that. Yes, I mean, we're in a crisis, actually. We're Do you think a, we're depressed? Do you think we're a depressed nation? Yes, I, I think South Africans actually um, uh, um, a country that's traumatized. I think we have a lot of issues. Just, mm. just, just how we respond to things. I think we need some sort of therapy. Group therapy. Yeah, but I, I definitely you that there when we see it. But I mean, I've also worked at a university before. Mm. I've, I've, I've been in situations where we had to go get. A learner who's trying to, a student who's trying to commit suicide, and then, and my whole experience with that is that um, the institution leadership, people care about not getting into trouble. So that's the that's the mm. the first thing is make sure that you do everything so that we don't get into trouble. Uh. Make sure you tick the box because we just don't want to look uh. bad in uh. the media or uh. or to the parents and things like that. Uh. So you get that kind of reaction. But the other thing I think is because you know when we when people um, try to commit suicide, sometimes we actually get angry at them, 
And sometimes it's because they, they bring out something that we find difficult to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the issue of death, so there's just death anxiety. And so when, 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 when a person is either talking about suicide, attempted suicide, completed a suicide, a lot of us struggle to deal with that emotionally. So we might be good in leadership in managing processes and things like that, but we struggle to deal with the emotional content and relationships. We're not so good at that. Hmm. Well, listen, um, we could talk all day about this, and I thank you very much for coming through. Um, I mean, your last words for those who, who are in a dip, for those who are finding it difficult to, to see another day. Yeah, um, in, relationships are very important. So if one is struggling, I'll say find spaces, find people that you can begin to talk to. Um, it may seem hard now, but once we talk, once you find the spaces, it does get better. Um, there, there are different solutions to the problems that we have. Tabang Tlaka, who is a clinical psychologist, uh, that conversation will be available as a podcast. Now, on the lighter side of things, we did what we do best, go about and find kids to tell us huh, what would they like to change about their bodies. You'll find this amusing.